it's gorgeous the colors the culture i know you're big into culture and like i I broke down my ethnicity i know (laughs) i'm sorry i just had to reiterate but (laughs) like you could reiterate but i i also want to reiterate i'm glad you recognize it we do and it and it's 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 a it's so fascinating but that's why i love doing what we're doing right here but so yeah definitely and i appreciate you for having me doing this so why i said diwali like i said the indian culture is very lively it's very bright festive it's i want to say inclusive but that might not be the right word but it's very encompassing it's very what's the word where it just submerges you like it's Joy of children laughing around you. These are the makings of you. It is true, the makings of you. What's up, good people? How y'all doing today? Or this evening, this afternoon, this is your host, Mr. D713, or Drake with Everything Culture. And we're here with y'all back with the makings of Angel. How you doing, Angel? I'm well. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) I am great. Thank you for joining us, man. By the way, I forgot to tell you that. You forgot to tell me what? I like your hoodie. Oh, thank you. Mm, okay, thank you. Um, once again, this is um a Baylorism exclusive mm-hmm. right here. You feel me? You know, now I, I'm gonna try to. I we got some up, new hoodies on the website. The website has been updated, it's ready to go, it's pushing. So, y'all make sure to check it out, take your time to get on it. You know, I gotta throw in that ad for my folks. Now, you ain't gonna get this though, y'all ain't gonna get this joint, but I'm gonna try to put something together for y'all. Just stand up for y'all one time. Oh, okay, let me stop. You know, because all is when I start my podcast, I need Baylor to come through with a hoodie for me. Hey, you gotta take That's care of You gotta take care of them. This ain't this. So it. be, it's gonna be called Road Rage with Astra. Like that's what it's gonna be called. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Hey, well, I be trying to tell Baylor is the Hatari Hanzo hoodies. He don't understand it though. Mm. No, this it's not just you gotta just he be hiding now. He don't like making hoodies. He he's great at it, but he act like he don't like it. You know, you gotta chase him down. But it's yeah. Funny. My dad, my dad used to do that in Trinidad a lot. So, like, I, my dad actually tried to teach me to do the screen printing one, not like the uh-huh. press ones. But it's a process, and my dad's getting older, so it's like, all right, <laughs> hey, yeah. pick up them talents while you can, baby. But hey, y'all do y'all. But hey, we gonna get into it. So, this is the makings of you. So, the makings of you is a deep dive, getting to know Angel, getting to know a little bit about, about your background, upbringing. We're going to have some more intimate questions. We're going to have some little bit lightful questions. But all in all, this is all you. You know, it's no wrong answers because nobody can answer for Angel like Angel can answer for Angel. You did? Okay. Okay. So we're going to start off with the first question. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. How would you describe yourself? Okay. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the cliche question that I all how I always answer that is first you have to know my name. So let me introduce you to Astra. That is who I am. I go by Angel, but since it's a deep dive, let you know my real name, which you probably already knew. But 
I did. My name, yes. <laughs> a lot of people don't know my real name. So it's Astra means star in Latin or Greek, right? Uh, so when people meet me and they're like, how do you describe? I'm like, I'm, I'm me. I'm Astra. Like hmm. in the darkest of moments, I will shine. I always like, you know, when I laugh and smile, people, you know. <laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not an I, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boo me on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. People laugh and smile. So I feel like I am kind of like a star. Not a celebrity, but, you know, what a star does. Okay. Love it. That's crazy. That's cliche, but... <laughs> hey, hey, once again, it's the making of Angel. Or would you like this to be the making of Astra? I think we should do the makings of Astra instead. We'll do the makings of Astra. I That's think what we're going to do. We're going to throw an in right here. That's what yeah, I love. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Let's get into it. The makings of Astra. Okay, okay. How would you define or describe your culture? Wow. I, I love my culture. I have never been asked to describe it. So... I think my culture, if I had to describe it, it'll be fun, festive, and love. Fun, festive, and love. And love. Yes. Love it, love it, love it. What do you identify as? Ethnically or nationality? Okay, so nationality wise, I am a Trinidadian, born in Trinidad and Tobago. They're twin islands. Um, ethnically, I define as East Indian. I define as Spanish. I define as Black and like French Creole, which kind of falls under like the African Black, but I always specify that also. All right. What's your zodiac sign? I'm a Scorpio, November Scorpio to be exact. <laughs> Should have known that. Should have known that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> How would you define your childhood and upbringing? Oh, my childhood. It was good. Um, how would I define it? I think it was good like a roller coaster. It had its ups and downs, right? But as a child, you know, I wasn't too aware of what was going on. 
Um, I was more aware because I'm the older one. But yeah, I would call it a good roller coaster. A good roller coaster. Yeah, I like that. This I like that. <laughs> okay. What were the roles of your caregivers or your parents coming up? Okay, so my mom was a housemaker, um, stay at home wife. Um, she, as long as I've known her, she did not have an official job. Uh, my dad is a graphic artist, so he does um, signs, a sign fabricator kind of thing. So that's what my dad does. He was the breadwinner. Um, my mom is a great cook, so she would she did a lot of cooking when we were growing up, and she would sell and bake things. So she also brought in some stuff in her own way. But I would say my parents had that traditional parent role. You know, male was the provider, female was the, you know, home. The home yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. You have any siblings? I have one, a younger brother by two years. Okay. Okay. How does it, how does it feel like? What does it feel like being the eldest sibling? <laughs> um, to be honest, we're so different that I don't always feel as if I'm the older one. I feel as if we're almost, I don't want to say equal because I would say insinuate that we're the same, um, mm-hmm. but we're on like the same playing ground. You know, he is a lot more serious than I am. So in some matters, I do feel younger than him. (laughs) But yeah, I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't even say that there was anything special about being older. All right, all right, all right. Thank you. So far in your journey in life, how do you feel about your education? (sighs) I have reached a point where I think education is partially a hoax. Mm. Um, So it's funny you said that. So I'm going to go in a little deep. So I just finished my bachelor's. (laughs) I just, I just finished my bachelor's um, January, 2021. It took me 11, 11 or 12 years to complete. Um, on and off for a very long time. I did it. It is in chemistry and applied mathematics. So we're in December. So 11 months later, and I no longer want to work in my field of education, even though throughout the years, this is what I wanted to do so badly. And I still love it. You know, I still love doing what I'm doing, but it, it doesn't make me whole or complete like it once did you know yeah so i think that even though my education was always you know growing up it was always a huge thing and i'm glad i completed what i did even though i want to do more at this point it's almost kind of (laughs) not null and void but not as important as i once thought it was Mm. thank you for sharing um yeah once again, I would, I ain't gonna throw my two cents in with you right here, but I already know I got you for a future episode. I already pinned in right there. Just put yourself in it. But that, that, that's, believe it or not, that's somewhat common. But yeah. thank you. Once again, thank you again for sharing because there's people out here that need to hear that. Yeah, but I do want to clarify one thing. I, when you say education, I took it as institutional education. 
right? Um, but I believe that we should all be learning on a daily basis. If you're not learning something daily, then you're not really, I don't want to say that you're not living, but you're kind of not living. You know what I mean? So education comes in different forms. I was just talking about institutional education. Right, all right. Thank you, Astra. <laughs> thank you, Astra. Okay, okay, okay. Where do you consider home? Uh, home, home has become wherever I am, wherever I am and whoever has my heart, whether it's family, friends, whatever, that is my home. It's my comfort zone. Um, that's how I would define it because I'm not tied to Jersey. Well, I'm in Jersey. (laughs) I'm not tied to Jersey. Um, I actually kind of want to leave. I I am Trinidadian, like I said, a lot of, all my family is there mostly, but I couldn't live there longer than a couple of months just because of the lifestyle I would have to adapt to. So I can't call that home, even though I do refer to it as my home. Um, so <laughs> I kind of have an, I'm kind of like a nomad in that sense because Wherever I am, wherever my whoever has a part of my heart, that's my home. And that's how I would define that. <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So coming up, did you have any chores in a household? Of course. Uh, my first meal was at 12 or 13. It was curry chicken and rice. <laughs> okay. You had that last week. Go ahead. So, yeah, I definitely had chores uh, from a young age and being in a Caribbean household as a female, I had to be in the kitchen. I had to cook and clean Um, before I was cooking. I was cleaning. Um, Yeah, so I definitely had a lot of chores. Definitely. I can't. <laughs> so, no, no, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at you. Everybody that's listening to this can't see your face. Y'all need to check us out on YouTube with Everything Culture. But you can see her thinking. She was like, y'all just have no idea. Like, right. like what do you mean that I have chores? Like, like, like duh. Like, she just like, looked like you was having a flashback at the moment. I was like. I was having a debate in my head. And just to let you in on what I was thinking, I was thinking that I don't consider myself, um, what's the word? <sighs> domesticated. I was, just about, to, I was about to say, but this is your, this is your episode. And I'm about to say, she talking about domestication. She, cause I already, cause we be chopping it up. And I'm like, Hey, but you'll surprise your own self sometime, won't you? Right. So I was, yeah, I have never considered myself domesticated. Uh, Only in the last year and a half do I realize that I have it in me. Um, But it's a choice I would definitely have to make, not just willingly, you know, just not just like, oh, yeah, today I'm going to, you know, no, it's a I have to make a conscious decision to be domesticated. But I have it in me. So that's why the whole chore thing kind of threw me off, because it's like, I always rebelled growing up doing those things, especially if I didn't want to. And then on top of that, like I said, a Caribbean household, you must do it on their time and their time only. So, yeah. You're touching into the next question. If you didn't (laughs) do those chores, if you didn't follow procedure, things of that nature, how are you disciplined growing up? Oh, I was hit. I was spanked. I was 
beat. <laughs> right, okay. Continue to escalate. There was no, there was no timeout. Um, depending on how bad it was, maybe we got a, a talking to. Um, but after a certain age, you know, it was more talking than hitting. But for a good amount, it was hitting. <laughs> right. I hope you do. You hope everything's well. Therapy counseling is needed. Hope, <laughs> but. Oh. <laughs> we we everything coach we support um, therapy Jesus and edibles so whatever it takes to get you where you need to be we support <laughs> that you know you ain't got to do all of them you I would say do one for sure but hey to, take care of it to be honest with you my punishments growing up did not scar me um, I don't have anything against it mm-hmm. um, if I were to raise kids I definitely believe in sparing the rod not the child or whatever that saying is um (laughs) (laughs) i you know there's a few things i would change but i don't think the hitting part was necessarily one of them Mm. wow thank you thank you thank you so now stepping into what were and what are your beliefs in what aspect just in general these are open-ended questions. However you interpret them, it's all on you. Okay. Well, usually when people say beliefs, I automatically go to religion. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not believe in religion anymore whatsoever. Not even a little bit. I don't know if you can see the, this um, idol that's hanging up in my car. He's facing my direction. Right. Uh, can you see him? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so this is Ganesh, right? Ganesh, Ganesh, however you pronounce it. Um, He's a Hindu deity, right? Mm -hmm. I was raised Christian. This is not something that a lot of people accept, but it just goes to show, like, I I believe in whatever makes me comfortable. So him being in my car, he's the deity. He's the god of removing obstacles Mm -hmm. along with some other stuff. And I've been in some accidents. I have mild PTSD on the road. And believe it or not, he brings me peace and calm on the road sometimes when I really need it. So, you know, I believe in what makes me better and what makes me happy and comfortable. Love it. I was just thinking (laughs) when you said uh, removing obstacles, I'm like, you be driving like that? I don't. <laughs> so I don't. I am a very efficient driver. I do not use the word safe because I feel like people think safe means slow. No, I'm an efficient driver. I get where I have to go and I do it eff- effectively and efficiently. However, I do like speed. I'm not going to hold you on that. Okay. Um, the law has only convicted me once of speed. So, you know, I don't know if that constitutes me as a speed demon, but (laughs) one time you good. One time you good. Well, technically it's been three. I just fought the other two. (laughs) No, I I take that comment back. No, I I keep, I keep the comment the same one time you good, but if you go from one different conversation. So, yeah, but my license has never been suspended due to it. So I think, you know, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 
this is a new one that we just throwing in. Someone gave us to it. You know, this is a recommended by one of the members of Everything Culture, our community, I would say. Um, give us your number one. If you're going through some type of heartbreak or sadness, what's your song that you listen to? Oof. Oh, wow. Ranking songs is such a hard thing to do. Um, <laughs> uh, the first thing that comes to mind, but it's not always the case, would be, um, I think his name is Marvin Sapp, he's gospel. Uh, what's that album he has, and he's wearing a suit on the front. Best of Me, I think. Best of Me. I, so that I album. What you about. Yeah. And then the other album would be Heather Headley's He Is. Those are the two albums that I really listen to quite a bit when I need, when I'm going through something. You didn't give me a song, though. Oh. Yeah. You just go put the whole album. Yeah, that'll work. I was, I was just going to put the whole album. Okay, so song. Hey, you know, but, but this is the makings of you. Yeah. So if we want the whole albums, we'll keep them whole albums. Because if the whole album speaks to you in that time and moment, hey, that's what we're going to share with the people. Okay, you know what? Mm-hmm. Then I have to change my answer. Okay. So whole album, I'm keeping Heather Headley. But if I had to pick a, like one song, um, the Marvin Sapp album would have to drop and it would have to be Imagine Me by Kirk Franklin. That song makes me cry almost every time I listen to it. <laughs> okay, okay. You got, your, you got some roots in you. We'll keep it going. We'll keep it going. <laughs> All right. Give me three words that describe your community. My community. Small. Mm-hmm. And, um, to, how would I describe my community? Powerful. Okay. Well, powerful or impactful. I'm not sure which one I want to use, but the third one would be hmm. I want to say fluid. Mm. I want to say fluid, but I, I think I need some, you know, background to that word, just a little bit, so it's not miscons, miscon, misconstrued, misconstrued. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> fluid. So when I say fluid, I mean like water. You know, water is it's a fluid. You know, it. It goes with you if you want it to go, that kind of thing. It supports you no matter what. Um, I just didn't want to use solid or rock because, you know, my community is made of humans. Humans make mistakes, you know, so. Say that. Say that. Okay. (laughs) All right, go to our next question. Okay. Give me one of each. Give me a movie that you would recommend a book that you would recommend and a television series that you would recommend? I'm going to start with the book because I used, I used to be, and I still am an avid reader. Um, 
it is a utopian fiction trilogy. Mm. It is called The Uglies. It that's the first book. Um, the second one is called The Pretties, and the last one is called I think The Specials. I can't remember, but it's by Scott Westerfield. Um, I don't know if it's categorized as like teen or young adult, but it's a great read. It gets you thinking, actually. Um, but it's generally a great, great book. I've read that series at least three, four times in my life already. <laughs> wow. They haven't um, made it into a movie yet or nothing? An adaptation? Series. But it would be it would be really dope if it was. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but it's, like I said, it's a utopian fiction. And it's kind of like coming of age. Mm. Uh, you said the other one was a movie and a TV show, correct? Correct. Okay. <sighs> TV show. Um, <laughs> I have very picky TV and movie selections. So TV. I can't really give you a television one. Currently, I'm watching a lot of Korean drama. And I love Korean drama. So, you know what? Actually, I'll give you the first one that comes to mind. It's on Netflix called Crash Landing on You, I believe. I watch it subtitled. I do not watch it in English. Um, it is about this businesswoman who ends up parasailing or parachuting over the border of South Korea into North Korea. And that's where the story begins. <laughs> and as you know, North Korea is not too keen on visitors or people leaving. So it's a very interesting, very interesting. Um, and you know, yeah. I got to shout my people out. Do you follow yeah. Black Girl Soul? I don't know. I don't think I do. Doesn't seem Oh, she, been, she comes into the chat on Fridays occasionally. Um, she goes into something else. They have a whole podcast dedicated to uh, Korean dramas from a black perspective. Okay, you'll have to send me that because absolutely, I was, you know, I said, you know, shout out to Black Girl Soul, y'all doing the big out here. <laughs> you, be, I'm, I'm so shocked and surprised. Say they were the first um, black women or black people that I know. Period that likes Korean dramas. You know, then I'm hearing oh, it more okay. and more and more and more, and I'm like, I always send people then to them. Like that's a real niche you know i mean i'm not it's, it's a yeah. real platform now <laughs> yeah it is and there's there's one other that i really like but netflix never brought the second um season and i think it's called um it's a turkish one i can't remember but when i do i'll let you know it was really good it's funny drama filled uh emotional that kind of stuff a movie Wow. I have two movies that I think are the best movies that I've ever watched. Mm -hmm. Like just an overall. The I don't know if I always recommend them because it certain people may not like it, but it's Avatar, the one with the blue people, and Inception. Okay. okay. However, that's just, you know, like an overall cinema cinematic view like it's an overall great movie um personally i don't uh, personally i would say the best movie 
Okay. <laughs> All right. I love I love foolishness. I love tomfoolery. Um, there's an Indian movie called Piku. Piku or Pinku? I think it's Piku. P-I-N-K-U. <laughs> it is one of the stupidest movies you'll ever watch. So in advance, you know. <laughs> we got we got you. But it's a really good movie. Um I've watched it at least two, three times in my life. And I've only heard about it a couple years ago. Um, it's really good. It's interesting. Okay. It's a movie about shit. I'm just going to keep it real with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pinku. I'll make sure I'm about to check that out soon. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to watch, get past this Matrix Resurrections. And, you know, I'm... I've never a, seen that. I've never seen any of the Matrix, Matrix movies. Really? Yeah, see that. So if you if that was a question, I literally have not seen so many movies that people have tried to revoke my black card. They'd be like, "Oh my god, how are you living?" Listen, and it's not just dogs. it's not just black. I know, I know. I know but I'm just, it, the Matrix is not black. That now that's a, they may try to remove your American card for that. But, you know, but there are a lot of movies that you would expect people to have seen at my big age and just never seen it. It's okay. It's okay. But the the because of the two films that you recommended, I'm gonna recommend that you watch The Matrix from the very beginning. I probably won't hear from you for a while after you watch the first one. Then like it's 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 you that's why I was like, you like those two, and I'm watching this. You like we'll talk about it more. We'll talk about it more. We'll talk about it more. But the Matrix, like, it's it's a it's a Especially your first time watching it, and you—you you never watched it ever. Yeah, it's gonna mess you up a little bit. It's you, deep. you think so? Is it deeper than Inception? Yes. Huh. Because if all you right. finish all three of them and you pay attention, to what's happening in society right now, and kind of what you so far, what you've been talking, I'm like, yeah. But then you say you never watched it. I'm like, oh, yeah. when, when you watch it, it's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> like that's when you you're gonna get hooked. I promise you're gonna have. I can see your Twitter blowing up already. Um, I have. Wait, I have another book to recommend because it just came to me. Again, I don't know. I think it might be young adult, but I think it's called The Scorpion, right? Okay. And it's about this. I don't know if he's like a drug lord or not, but he makes clones to harvest their organs. So he can live longer. <laughs> so when you go watch the Matrix, then like <laughs> he doesn't like going back to that. Like, uh, yeah, I will yeah. definitely listen. It's face. on my list. It's just it gets it needs a little extra um for me to get to it. That's all. <laughs> the only thing that I would say that's not close to. I would say, well, yeah, actually, Avatar could be absolutely good to think about it now. All three of those films that you're talking about, it's like all of this in the Matrix, all of it. Now, the one thing I look at Avatar is a lot that pisses me. And we will talk about I'm going to give you a little bit because people say they want to hear me talk a little bit more in the making of you for folks. But with Avatar, I look at that totally as colonialism. Simple as that. Simple as that. Like nothing else. It is. It completely is. And the thing is, Avatar, yes, the storyline is good, but if I had to rank the aspects of that movie, the storyline would be at the bottom. Mm. It would be in the bottom of whatever the list is. It would be definitely... Because the storyline is it's basic. 
They kind of gave it's, us a new age you know? Pocahontas. That's what it felt right. like. Right. And honestly, like, the reason I like that movie so much is, one, when I first saw it, I saw it at IMAX, mm-hmm. right? It was an amazing experience. You know what I mean? And just, like, the CGI, everything. It was, like, you know. But, yes, the story definitely was not one of its best aspects. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay, next question. No, enjoying this. Once again, y'all, this is the makings of Astra or the makings of Angel, which one of you may hear, but we are, she's here with us today with on Everything Culture. You know, this is her deep dive. This is a show. Um, make sure to subscribe, make sure to follow, and make sure to check us out on future episodes as well. She will be back. So going to our next question. If you could call three people that you've met in life, no matter if they're here or not, what three people would you call? Uh, that's going to make me emotional. Okay, I would call um, Belig. If you've been following me for a while, it's a name I always tweet that I miss. I miss him. I miss him. Um, Belig, Amir, and um, the third person... It's a toss-up between my grandmother and Joyce. Okay. I would I will go with my grandmother. Um she's my last living grandparent alive. And she's the only reason I would ever move back to Trinidad, honestly. But yeah, um the lake is gone, Amir is gone, and my grandmother is getting old so those are the three people i would call i know it'll be a beautiful conversation either way so and thank you for sharing with us as well and once again I, you know the making you know. sometimes i tell people to bring some tissues or some clinics because you can get there sometime um no, well, okay well i don't know if your future future questions will lead me down to tell it but um i lost my friend Belay. he had um re reoccurring tumors in his brain Mm. um i lost him in 2018 and i have never hurt the way i hurt when i lost him um till this day i i'm not over it but i'm managing it you know what i mean like the grief and it took me a while to realize like listen you some there's some things that you just won't get over in life you know what i mean and death is one of them like i can't see myself at this point in my life seeing into the future i can't see myself getting over that death that death really took a toll on me like he is my angel it's kind of one of the reasons i came up with angel in the first place um like literally was like my like an angel sent from heaven. Um, we became friends. We went to the same high school, but we didn't get to know each other until I was at community college, which was like a, about a year after I graduated, I met him. He knew when to call me when I was down. Um, he knew what to say. He knew how to make me happy. He knew how to make me smile. Um, I am kind of, I don't really regret um anything but 
I always think like, what if, which is a dangerous thing to ask or think, but he actually wanted to date me. But back then I was like really into my books and stuff like that. I wasn't thinking of anything like that. Plus I had a lot of stuff going on in my life that I just couldn't think of that. And um, yeah. Yeah. So that is one soul that I, yeah, I miss daily. If there's times where like, I wish I can just like call and talk to him because, you know, going through life, you always need that one person, no matter who they are, that will just make you forget about your problems. You know what I mean? So he was that same thing with the mayor. I I lost a mayor before I lost the leg and Amir was also like that. Like, I know, I know, I know you see me going back and forth on the timeline with Mike and Lowell. I don't know if you see me going back and forth with Lowell, right? But those two people, I'm always challenging them, and for some reason, they just always end up challenging me back. And Amir was like that, but not as infuriating. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Not as infuriating. So I miss that. You know, it, it's, I'm one of those people that enjoy a really good mental banter. And Amir used to do that. And at the end of it, he would make me smile and laugh, you know, which is a really big part of my life. Like, I know I laugh and smile easily, but if you can genuinely make me laugh, like, that means a lot to me because, you know, it means you actually, know me or you pay attention to what I need to do or what I like, that kind of thing. Absolutely understand. Um kind of I usually would go to the next question. And the next question you already I believe you already answered um just now. So and just let us know, hey, I got a good line of questions that we have mm-hmm. for everyone. But talking about with grief and dealing with death, dealing with loss, dealing with hurt, um, you know, I, I picked this up somewhere some time ago and it stuck with me. Um, but you got to look at loss or grief is a ball. Okay. And you got to look at yourself as something that ball is within. Okay. You'll circle yourself and that ball is right there. When that grief happens, it takes up a lot of you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that loss happened. It takes up a lot of you. What you need to do is continue to grow. That ball will always be there. Okay. It will always be there. But more you grow, smaller it becomes. But it will, it will find around. And you know it. The more you grow, sometimes you will start feeling a little bit smaller sometimes as well. And that ball would come back and like you know, it become big again. But the best thing is continue to expand your circle, be in touch with more people, continue to you know once again build yourself, fill yourself up. And but once again, that's how I want to say it won't go anywhere. But that's how I deal with it, and that's what I've learned as well. I definitely agree with you, I, but I think I think that works in some aspects. If I'm looking at my whole life, that will definitely work with some, but not the others. Um, I've been trying to grow and like become better or whatever, but you know, there's certain losses and grief periods of grief that I look back in that ball. <laughs> I don't want it a part of my life anymore. You know, I try to get to a point where it's just, like, not existent, you know? So it works. I understand. Definitely. But, yeah. 
the next question that we had was actually what has been an impactful moment in your life. So I don't know if you want to share something else. or you'd be like, that's the one, <laughs> you know, either way we're here for it. Um, I wish I knew what some of the questions were coming. So I don't like, you know, have to repeat, but well, like, I will you could have listened to the makings of anyone. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying, I you know, I got about good 60, 70 of these. I know, but listen, I I like to listen to lectures more than I would listen to podcasts. So I'm definitely trying to support you, but right. listen, it's not my fault. <laughs> but um, okay, so aside from Balig's death, which you know <laughs> definitely was impactful, um, there is another point in my life that wasn't just a moment. It was like a period of time. And that would be my marriage. Mm. So, yeah. I, I'm i okay to talk about it, but you would definitely have to ask questions for me to like expound because it's, it's one of those things where like, I can't just really just randomly talk about it. I have to have some direction yeah. of what I'm telling you about. So, yeah. But you're you're more than welcome to ask questions. It's just I wouldn't know where to begin. <laughs> we have more questions in the future on another episode when we do a little bit more of a deep. Say that you just open up. You just brought yourself on another episode right there. You know <laughs> that that is a moment right there. It's a long moment, but it's a moment nonetheless. Yeah. So okay, okay. If you had a theme song, what would it be? Um. Wow. A theme song. Okay. I don't know if it will be an existing song, but I can break it down for you really quickly. So it'll be a mix between Soka, Chutney, and um, Calypso. It would be... It would start off not solemn, but like, you know, peaceful. Kind of like, you know, you know how Fantasia song starts off? They're not like sad, sad, but they're like, you know. Hit you with that it sets a, Right. It sets a it sets a story slash mood or whatever. And then at the climax of that calm storytelling would be an explosion of feisty, fiery, upbeat music. <laughs> That would be my song. Okay. My theme. Sorry, I have really dry eyes, so if I start crying, it's because my eyes are dry. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You're good. You know, you're halfway through. You're doing a great job. Oh. Doing no, a great no, no, no. I'm fine. I'm just like you know. A lot of people see me shedding tears and be like, "Oh my god, why are you crying?" I'm, I'm not crying. My eye is just dry. <laughs> hey, once again, if you, everybody that listens to the show know my weakness. If you listen, you would know my weakness. I ain't gonna tell y'all until you. I ain't gonna tell it again. But trust me, I I know when it's happening. Just like tell you that you know I'm a big empath. I'll tell you that. Um, all right. How would you define joy? Oh, joy. Okay, joy is more than happiness. Um, but I think happiness is a part of joy. Joy would be an 
unconditional happy, so to speak, in my opinion. It's like, I think sometimes, you know, we can fall in and out of happiness, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that is joyous, something that brings you joy, I think it's unconditional. It doesn't end, you know, like this might be a bad example, but like how I said, how my friend Belig made me feel that he brings me an unconditional joy because till this day, even though he's no longer with me, once I take the time to sit down and think about him and all the positive stuff, I get happy, you know, Yeah. tears might be coming down my face, but it's still, a, it's still a joy. You know what I mean? Like it's still, yeah. So that's no, how I would describe it. No, I, I read you loud and clear. You're good with me. Seriously. Um, what changes do you want to see in your culture? I want to see openness. I do want to see more of that. Um, again, I'm not sure if this is like an overshare, but you know what? I'll just keep it brief. Um, there are things about me that I would love to make my entire community aware of. However, I know that if I were to tell certain people, it would not be as easily accepted as it should be. Mm-hmm. So I'll just put that there. <laughs> we got you. Got yeah. You. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. What privileges do you benefit from? None. (laughs) I don't, I always joke about like, you know, I don't joke about it, but I always talk about um, the Trini charm. There's a charm that Trini people have. And sometimes COVID has made me lose my touch. So (laughs) I don't, I don't necessarily have it, you know, full blown like it used to be, but the only thing I can possibly think of me benefiting from like a privilege that I would have would be that charm because it gets people, I don't want to say it gets people going, but it gets people going. Like, you know, it makes, it allows me to make people feel a certain way that, you know. No, you didn't messed up. You know, gotta, now I gotta go and find that sound bite. <laughs> it's people going. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. But I, but again, charm nece- isn't necessarily a privilege. So, you know, I could hint at it, but I don't think, I don't think I have any privilege per se. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. In what areas in your life do you feel that you need to heal? <laughs> um, I do need to heal from quite a few things. Um, there's like one or two things that sometimes I resent, but sometimes I don't because I understand what happened and why it happened. Um, so... Those could be two things, but 
heal in general, I need to forgive myself. That's the healing I need to do. I'm really, really hard on myself. <laughs> really, really hard. So I have to be more forgiving of myself. Okay. And if I can if I can heal from that, if I can just rectify that, I think I would be in a lot better of a space than I currently am. Absolutely. When did you realize you were different? When did I realize it? Mm -hmm. I've always known. Um, I've always known I'm different. I think... Wow, this is a really good question. Um, Thank you. <laughs> when did I realize I was different? We might have to circle back to that one. We'll put a pin in it. We'll put a pin. Yeah. We'll come back. Let's come back to it because I definitely want to attempt an answer. Hey. But I it's it's gotta it's gotta soak in because that threw threw me a curveball. I was not expecting that. <laughs> Same questions every episode, y'all. But we keep it going. But y'all, hey, you ain't the only one. You ain't the only one. This is but this is the makings of you know Astra. So once again, no wrong answers. It's just sure. you. And thank you for sharing yourself with us. We really mm -hmm. appreciate that. Um, how do you and your family operate with death? <sighs> Um, okay, so my immediate family consists of four people my parents, my brother, and I. It's four. Um, my mother and I probably handle it similarly, but very different at the same time. Um, so for me, if the person and I shouldn't say if the person made an impact because that just sounds bad. But if the person left a deep enough impression on my life, right? The grief is higher. When the grief is higher, time, time, the time it takes to get over it increases, mm -hmm. right? Um, and even though I think very logically, uh, grief, grief and death is not one of those things that my logic easily combats, especially when the impression is really deep, like the leg. I, that is not something <laughs> like I've been struggling since 2018. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Right. So obviously that, that was really hard. Um, then my mom, not even my mom, let me finish mine. So like, you know, I, when I was younger, when we came to the States, I lost, family members that we couldn't visit which could be another episode now that i'm thinking about it because that's a whole a whole nother part of my life um but yeah so losing family members and not being able to visit or to go see them or whatever it made it made getting over it easier because you know the connection wasn't as deep 
right? Yeah. Um, for my mom, my mom is very similar to me, but we're very, very different. She has that same mentality. She will grieve, but she, her time frame tends to all have a similarity to it. It's not, it's not proportional per se. You know what I mean? Like she'll still miss her, her father, her brother, her brothers. Um, but I don't see her get as emotional as I would thinking about my friend who yeah. passed. Um, same thing with my dad. Even less so, like, you know, he still agrees for his parents, but, you know, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, the other three of them are very similar. They don't necessarily show it as much, right? They'll acknowledge it, but they don't necessarily show it as much. I think I might be, I might be the most emotional one in my family, <laughs> which is, is funny because I am no, but it's funny because I'm I'm really not that emotional. I I can accept my emotions, but I do not express my emotions. You know, when you show them this, I want them to come on so we can do all <laughs> all all four. The full family, so we get a perspective from everyone. I mean, y'all can share that which way one of the it'd be the learning moment, you know. It's just like, it's an experience. But um, and I you know, and this is a question that I recently added. This is the second time I asked it, and I think I may change the wording, but how do your family or your culture, I guess, not the word operate, but let's say recognize death. I'm not trying. I'm I'm trying to make it to the point where uh, funerals, you know, do how do people gather? How people to when someone's gone? What do you what do you do in the culture to you know? I know with you know some people from Louisiana, they may do a second line. It's more of a celebration, you know. We I'll just put a question up yesterday on it was the day before talking about you know we do the fried chicken, you know, you know after the church, everybody come together um or you know you know the one of the house one of the homes you know we got people that may try to jump in the casket we got all those type of things (laughs) you know but that's all i'm thinking about that one but how do we essentially how do we get through the process of death until burial is kind of what you're or or the whole process like even burial i guess okay So I told you how we kind of handle it. That's just general. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's different. Um, My dad's side is Catholic. Uh, My mom's side is a mixture between Hindu and Pentecostal or whatever. Mm. So it's all different. Um, Christians, a lot of them do the same thing. You know, they bury a lot of them just bury the bodies. They wear all black, say, have a service, say um, whatever. And then we, food is a big part of our culture. So we have food afterwards, right? <laughs> um, I wouldn't say there's anything special per se about it. Uh, I think just the environment of having a funeral in Trinidad, it will be different than having a funeral up here. Um, but essentially the aspects are the same. For the Hindu side, it is a completely, it's a more fest, to me, it feels more festive. It feels more of a celebration 
Um, to be honest with you, the last um, Hindu funeral I went to, I feel like I actually was a little bit more at peace walking out than any other funeral I might have ever been to. Wow. Um, so for Hindus, they they cremate, right? Um, they cremate the body. Usually the family, family and friends usually wear white, not black. Um, there's a lot of like offering and prayers set over the body. So like the last one I went to, you know, we actually were able to get up, walk up to the casket and like give a flower or to say a prayer or something. But it was done in a way that it was um, inclusive of everyone. It wasn't just like, whoever wants, go ahead. You know what I mean? It wasn't like that. It was more like, you know, you're here to pay your respect, like come up, be a part of it. Even if you just need to see him for like the person for a second or two, do that, you know? Um, In Trinidad, they do the same thing. They burn the bodies outside. um, And then they scatter ashes or you keep it however it is. But Again, aside from like the little minor details of like cremation and how, you know, people gather and where they gather, it's essentially the same. Like we come together, you know, we either talk or laugh or cry and then we eat and celebrate. It's kind of what it is. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Shout out to my niece, London. She did that. She was the inspiration for, from that, for that question right there. Because nice. she made the response that she didn't know what our culture looked like. Because, you know, she was looking at other cultures and how they bury and how they have funerals. And I was like, uh, we have a whole process. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Yeah. And would you say, you know, with the Hindu and being Trinidad, I never knew that. I didn't, I did not know they burned the bodies. You know, this is yeah. a learning moment for me. So once again, thank you for sharing and educating us. But yes. Yeah, so, okay. Okay. Our next question. Who do you respect? <laughs> um, I want to give you a very general answer, even though I don't think it's adequate. I respect those who respect themselves and me. All right. And I use the word and. So like I said, big into math. It's not that if you respect yourself, that's great. Right. That's mm-hmm. by all means fine. But for me to respect you, you have to respect yourself. And in addition to respecting yourself, you have to respect me. You know what I mean? Because if you respect me, but not yourself, me respecting you will seem like a imbalance. It won't seem balanced. It wouldn't seem, you know, complete to say the least. But then if you respect yourself, but you don't respect me, why would I in turn respect to you you know yeah so you have any names for me you got you got like maybe two or three people you respect who i respect um i respect a lot of my family members my mom my dad my brother um my two really good friends at the moment joyce and lowell respect the hell out of them um I think respect is also a form of love. So those three 
four or five people I do love also. Um, I respect my grandmother. She's been through a lot. And even though she's older, like for her to still be the way she is, I respect it. You know, she's a fighter. So, I, I, you know, I would say off the top of my head, if I had to give you names, it would be those hey, thank six you, people. <laughs> all right. All right. We rolling right here. What was your first fear? Fear. Fear. <laughs> um, the first fear. In hindsight, it would be the fear of failure. The fear of failure. I do not like anything other than positive and yes. <laughs> In, in certain situations. Um, it is something I have to work on. Um, it's a part of that forgiving myself thing that I mentioned earlier. But yeah, fear of failure is definitely, in hindsight, the one of the earliest ones I can remember, but it's also one of the ones that's still affecting me till this day. Absolutely understand. And thank you for sharing. Okay. Mm -hmm. The next one we have, what are you responsible for? What am I responsible for? Wow. Um, I'm responsible for a lot of things. I think the two biggest ones I would have to say would be I'm responsible I'm responsible for my I don't want to say happiness because it's not, it's not the full word. It's not adequate enough. Like there's more to the happiness, but I'm responsible for my happiness. Um, and I am responsible for, I'm responsible for my future. Okay. All right. All right. right. I love yeah. you. All right, let's let's jump back a little bit. If you're ready, what? No, by all means, I'm just trying to think because I said happiness, and I've, I've, there was a little bit more to it, you know. But no, by all means, continue. Hold on. What what was the question that we had to go back to? Um, you know, was it a theme song? Was that it? No, it wasn't. It was after that. So we got what privileges? You you got that one. Oh, mm -hmm. when did you realize you were different? There we go. <laughs> okay. So there are there are moments in my life, whether in hindsight or um in that actual moment itself, where things became noticeable to me that I was different. Um there was there was an instance <laughs> in 2012 that I don't think this is the right space to share, but um, in a nutshell, I noticed that there was something about me that was different then. Um, looking back in my life, I always remember in like elementary school, 
uh, they used to like do our like weigh us and measure our heights or whatever. And I always look back and there's this, I always remember one time, I think it was either fourth grade or fourth or fifth. And I always remember the number. I was like 98 or 96 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in that age group. <laughs> and I always remember that. And I kind of knew then, like in hindsight, that I was different because how do I begin? I struggle with my weight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't look as heavy as I am, but I am. Um, I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, it's always a health concern. They always think like, oh my gosh, if you have all that weight, it's an issue. You know what I mean? But my mom always tells me like, since I was a baby, I've kept that same proportion. Like the proportion I am when I was a baby, if you scale it up, I'm that same proportion till this day. But because I used to get teased for my weight, I used to get teased for how I look and all that stuff. That is that first moment looking back, you know, that I can remember like, yeah, I was different. Like it's all physically, but I think that counts still. So it does. That would be, that would be the moment. But funny story. There is one. I I don't really consider this because, you know, looking back, it was just, you know, kids being kids. When I first came to the States in 90, I think it was 97. I can't remember. I think it was 97. When I first came to the States in, in 97, I, they put me into first grade. I was ahead of everyone in my class because Trinidad is on the British education system Mm -hmm. and the way that we're taught I was I had already learned half of the things I learned in first grade I had already learned it yes um but we were standing in a circle because at first grade like you're still learning basic things we're standing in a circle and the teacher was like you got to use one word to describe the person next to you right and I <laughs> I still had an accent at that point and I, I called the person next to me short and the entire circle started laughing, but I did not know why they're laughing because I'm being genuine, like he's short, right? Compared to me, he's short. So I, I said that and till this day I am like that. I there are things that I would just I would say genuinely that people will look at me like either laugh or be shocked or whatever. I'm like, what's the problem? Like I meant it genuinely, you know, I'm sorry that my words don't always work for some people, but yeah, that was one of those moments. That I was like, huh, I'm, I'm different. <laughs> and I used to say the word character. It's so when I first came here, I didn't say character. I say character. Right. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> so, um, you know, that every time when I when I would say that, they would all laugh at me. That's I felt different. Until this day, my friends still make fun of me for how I say certain words. Like I don't say comfortable. I say comfortable. No, I, I recognized say... that earlier. I was gonna. Be, yeah. I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> but I understand. I wasn't gonna say anything. I'm like, okay, look at yeah. the accent coming out. I, I I say vegetables. I don't say vegetables. I say vegetables. Um, there's other things, but I can't really think of them at the moment. 
I love it. I love it. I appreciate it. Okay, going to our next question. Mm-hmm. Who would play you? Who would you choose to play you in your biopic? Mm. Mm. I'm glad you said bio because had you said autobiography, I would have said me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> bio. So, you know how people say everyone has a doppelganger? I've never met someone who looks enough like me for me to be like, ah, you could play me. No. Even till this day, I don't, there's not a celebrity that I can think of that I look like or they look like me. There was this one girl when I was younger who kind of looked like me, but didn't. Personality-wise, I would say, personality-wise, like, my mental monologue would probably be Ryan Reynolds. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, my mental monologue. I got, just, I got you. Just, I got you. just mentally. No. Well, he do the like, okay, if, if you have someone acting as you, but he'll be the voice in the head, like, yeah. doing the monologue. I, <laughs> yeah. So, cool. like, my thoughts, like would, my thoughts would be him. Like, he would be the personality for my thoughts. Um, I may not be as funny as him, but some of the stuff he says are definitely things I've said in different ways, shapes, and forms. So, yeah. Um, what's that girl who played... I think there's an actor called America Ferrera, Ferrera, mm-hmm. something like that. I think she can probably play me. Um, I've seen her in one or two things, maybe three things that I think she can actually get away with, you know, my demeanor physically. Okay, what was she in? She, in? she was in that show Ugly Betty. Yeah, that's her. That's course, her. She looked yeah. familiar. <laughs> Yeah, and um, from LA, thirty-seven years old, five-one. She's five-one. Okay. Oh, she's short. All right, so I mean, I'm not five-one, <laughs> but you know, close enough. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. American Ferrera and Ryan Reynolds as the background. Hey, <laughs> I, I can see it. I don't know if anybody else can see it. I can see it. Okay. If. You were wealthy beyond means. Like, you never got to worry about money a day in life. You have it. You know, you got it, whatever you want. But you had to keep one job. You had to do one thing. What would that thing be? Okay. It's a toss-up. It's a toss-up between being a math tutor for kids or working in a certain capacity of customer service. Um, the math tutor, because I think in America, well, if I'm in America, um, I think math is a huge part of life, even though as a kid, people don't realize it. Mm. Um, and a lot of people in the States around the world struggle with math. And I've been told I have, what's the word? Skill. E, that's not Talent. the word, but let's go with that. Yeah. I have a way with teaching kids 
math. I've tutored from like from first grade all the way up to college. Wow. And I used to get paid for it. People actually passed. Um, People used to pay me to do certain, you know, things too. So like, I am really good at it. I've never had someone be like, oh my God, I don't get it after I've explained it. So I think I would definitely do that. Um, The other, what did I say? Oh, some capacity of customer service. Yeah. I have really good people skills, even though I don't like people half the time. I have really good people skills. I stay Trini Chong. When I choose to, and I, I actually am invested, I connect well with people. I understand, and I do my best to find solutions for them. I used to work at the airport, and I loved that job. It just wasn't well paying, and you know. But if money is no option, then it doesn't matter. Exactly. I could do that part time, and I'll be able to meet a lot of people and travel. So yeah. Those would be my two options. Okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. When was the last time you cried? Like emotional cry or induced by movie cry? Either or. Either or. Because the last time I cried would have been sometime this week, me watching my K-drama. And I swear... As logical as I am, I still watch them. And I literally, I would talk to myself like, why are you doing this? Why are you not telling this? Like, literally, they'll be in love and they'll like hide one little thing. Like, oh my gosh, I went to see my friend yesterday. And they will hide that for like three episodes. And it pisses me off because it's like, why? But because it's a drama, Drama. it always it always causes this huge buildup of emotions and it gets me every single time. So that would be the last time I cried <laughs> like over, you know, K drama, K drama. Hey, I guess it, it did its job. Yeah, exactly. The last time I actually cried for personal reasons would have been Um, I think the last time I thought about Belig, I think not, maybe not the last time or the second to last time I thought about him. I think I shed some tears. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you can go back in time to any age, any age, Mm -hmm. and give yourself advice, what age would you go to? 21. 21. And would 21-year-old Astra listen to yourself now? Whatever advice you would give yourself, do you think you would listen? Okay. I I think so. Um, okay. 21-year-old me, I think that would have been 2012. Um... Like, I think I mentioned earlier that 2012 was a year that was, had an impactful moment. Um, I would, I would listen. I think at that time in my life, I, I needed a little push or a little bit of extra guidance from someone who wasn't, uh uh-oh. No, you're here, you're here. 
Okay. <laughs> I think a call came in or something. All right. But anyway, um, 2012, I just need a little bit of guidance or a little bit of push from someone who wasn't that personality or that, that advice wasn't available in my circle at the time. Um, also 2012 is the year that I, I I didn't get engaged in 2012, but talks of marriage was made in 2012 because I got married in 2013. So there's two pieces of information I definitely would have shared with 21 year old me who probably 20 or 21. Anyway. But you understand what I'm saying. Like, I, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely understand. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. How do you relax? Um, there's different ways I relax. I, I'm a good driver. I do not like to drive. But sometimes when I need to clear my head and just to, like, unwind and you know, the first thing I would do is I would get in my car and just drive. I would drive down 80, which like literally goes east-west. I've literally made it into PA like a couple of times, just mindlessly driving, trying to get process my thoughts. So I know you're like, oh, I said relax, not, you know, process. But um, because of the way I am, categorical categorizing and cataloging my emotions do put me at ease so that is a form of relaxation yes. hey. <laughs> you make your um, own like ain't nobody arguing with you on here about that no, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to make that clear um but when driving is not a thing i i listen to music or watch k-drama Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, this is the makings of Astra. She's Very rocking fun. with us. We in the last few questions of her makings of you. Um, you can check this out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube to see all these facial expressions and reactions <laughs> that we're having. Um, Audible, almost anywhere you listen to a podcast, you can find us. But hey, let's get to the next question. What is a quote that you live by? Uh, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Mm. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small doesn't serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about you shrinking so that other people may feel enlightened. I forgot. That's as far as I remember. But <laughs> definitely that quote. And... um when in doubt, do without. Mm. Where are those quotes from? Do you recall? So the first one, whenever you look it up, there's like a lot of different names that come up. The most popular name that comes up with that quote is Nelson Mandela. Um, but apparently there's a more an extended version that's linked to this lady and I cannot remember her name. Um, how I found that quote, Coach Carter, a really good movie. I love that movie. <laughs> Good. I'll add, you're the second person that used that quote. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and then the other one, when in doubt, do without. I don't know where I got that. I would like to say I thought of it on my own, but nothing under the sun is new. So somebody probably said it before me. Um, but, well, but if you want it, we can give it to you. That's what hey, I will definitely take that responsibility for that quote. Um, dash, but, um, yeah. <laughs> Quotation angel. Right. <laughs> when in doubt, do without. It's, it's a very important one because, you know, we all come up in life in like certain situations that we don't know what to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you don't know what to do, just don't do anything. <laughs> because sometimes doing something makes things worse. Sometimes it makes things better. But in doing nothing, you can neither make it better or worse. It'll just stay the same. In my opinion. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. We got FOMO. Okay. We rocking and rolling, baby. All right. Y'all know if y'all listen, if y'all are frequent listening to everything culture and the makings of you, y'all know what's coming up. My favorite question. And that is, what is, you know, your last meal? What would it be and who would prepare it for you? Wow. Well, one. Not on no grims. I try to make not on no grim stuff like, you know, we are gonna go one day. But you know I believe it or not, I am okay with death. I am okay with death. It's just how I handle losing loved ones that makes it a little thing. But I'm okay with death. My last meal would not be a meal it would be a supper (laughs) because i love food and i would want to taste all my favorite dishes before i go um where to begin i love all things asian any kind of asian food love i do not eat beef um i try to eat it once a year just to like see if my body will be okay but there's a lot of times i'll eat it and my body just can't digest it so i actually get sick from it um so aside from beef anything asian i will eat love it the spice everything raw tunas i mean raw fish um cooked spices whatever um so that would definitely be one part um anything Caribbean that I'm missing, right? That didn't fall under Asian would be there. And I have a really bad sweet tooth, really bad sweet tooth. So desserts galore. Okay, give me give me some actual dishes. Give me a couple names and who would make them for you as well. That's so hard though. Okay. You ain't gotta give me a lot. Give me like three of you. Uh, I know. One Asian, one Caribbean, and one dessert. But you got to get who would make all these for you, too. It don't have to be the same person. I'll give you four because we have to compromise. So the first one. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So by no means is this me showing bias. It's just the first one that comes to my mind. Um, Asian, it would be the first one that comes to mind is um, Pollock Paneer. Okay. Paneer. Palak paneer. Palak is the Hindi or Gujarati word for spinach. Mm. And paneer is a vegan protein. Well, a non-meat protein. I don't know if it's vegan or vegetarian. Um, 
I would have that. I don't know who would prepare it, but I have a family friend. I call her auntie. Her name is Gita. She could make it. Or um, another family friend who I call mom. She's like my grandmother's age. She can make it for me. And I would eat that with puri. Uh, and a side of chana masala. That would be the Indian dish. Okay. Um, excuse me. The la- oh, Caribbean. I love palau. Okay. I know I could have gone with curry. I know I could have gone with roti, but palau. Palau is, it's not Spanish. It's like the French Creole African part I was telling you about that I have in me. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a cooked up rice. It is basically, you can do it with chicken or pork. You can do it with beef, whatever you want. We usually do it with chicken or pork. Um, basically, it's like you stew the chicken, then you add the rice or the pork. Then you add the rice and you cook it up, fry it, and then you you let it cook. So it'll come out more brown. We use brown rice. Um, plus, when you stew chicken, the coloring would go to the rice also. And you add some... Um, Peas and carrots or whatever, whatever else you want. And that's palau. My mom would have to make that for me because I just love the way my mom cooks. And we usually put it, you can eat it with a side of coleslaw. That would be the Caribbean. Um, Then what was the, oh, dessert. Wow. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I know this is going to sound, this is going to, (laughs) okay again by no means is this me showing bias but my last it would be that banana pudding ice cream i talked about all last year this year (laughs) all right all right all right (laughs) straight but But i do like it's so hard i do i do want some german chocolate cake right now so that could also be an option anyway yeah those are my did I give you three or four? Oh, the last one, the special one, the fourth one. My, I asked my mom to make me sweet and sour pork for my birthday. And I got it for Christmas because she wasn't feeling too well. But she makes this sweet and sour um, chicken or pork that I love, 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 love. Um, so that would be that special dish. Okay, okay, okay. Rocking and rolling right around. Okay. okay. I'm going to tell you some more stuff when we get done with this, but I love love the responses. Love them. Okay. Got my stomach growling. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> what is your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday would be Diwali. Diwali, wow. which is the um, the Indian Festival of Lights. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to really remember what it was called. But yeah, it's the Festival of Lights. Yes, yes. I think I did. I know I did something about it last year. I'm trying to think that I recognize it this year. Baby. Well, it's gorgeous. The colors, yeah. the culture. I know you're big into culture. And like I, I broke down my ethnicity. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to reiterate. But. <laughs> Like you could reiterate, but I I also want to no, reiterate no, I too. Appreciate it. I appreciate. I'm glad you recognize it. Do we do? 
and it and it's 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 a uh, it's so fascinating but that's why yes. i love doing what we're doing right here but so yeah definitely and i appreciate you for having me doing this so why i said diwali like i said the indian culture is very lively it's very bright festive it's i want to say inclusive but that might not be the right word but it's very encompassing it's very what's the word where it just submerges you like it's i don't want to say omnipresent because that's not the word but you get what i'm trying to say like it's it's yeah. there um and it just makes me feel good <laughs> in addition to the food right and they do sweets they so they do sweets a lot of people do prayers and like they'll um the offering that they give to the gods you can eat it also love it <sighs> anyway yes i went to a mosque in high school well, not high school mm -hmm. college i took a world religion class when i moved to houston okay. and that was that was one of my first like my first sparks of really wanting to learn more you know i always say i can i can observe and i can and not absorb and i can do both but it really showed me and this was in 2006, 2007. And when I went to the mosque, you know, you people would tell you all type of things and never seen it before themselves. But when you see mm -hmm. it before yourselves, I was welcomed in by a friend, a study buddy. Um, you know, he should, you know, we washed our hands, washed our feet, you know, went mm -hmm. in, showed the ways of respect and the amount of food they had there. I'm like, it was, am I like, am I here for something special today? They're like, no, we do this every week every week <laughs> like and everybody was just like extremely kind you know i'm the only black guy there and it was just like and it was huge it wasn't like a small but this is that was just very welcoming kind it was fed me and i'm like how can you get like all these things you've been taught is a lie you know many things you've been taught is a lie you think people are bad people but no they're great people you know this how yeah, we live in life i i actually would i want to go to every house of worship there is mm -hmm. so, um i that's one of my goals to go to at least one of each i've been to like pujas which are prayers mm -hmm. um but i've never been to a hindu temple i mean i have i just never been in the parts of prayer um i've been in the canteen part mm -hmm. um i want to go to a mosque mm -hmm. i want to go to What's the Jewish one? Um, I can't remember. Synagogue. Those are the top three that I definitely want to go to. I don't think Buddhists have a, a, a place of worship per they se. Do. They do. Temple. Oh, okay. I went to one. So, here. Shout out to my guy, Prince. I actually had a, a previous Buddhist monk on the show. Oh, nice. You should check out his episode. Oh, pretty, pretty yeah, cool. you gotta, you know, I would watch. I would listen to that. Is it a making of you? It's both. It's uh, making of you, and it's the journey of Prince. He was a monk. He was. A, he became a monk at like twelve or thirteen, um, okay. and he was a monk all the way to twenty or twenty-one. Okay, nice. Came re civilized, civilized, and he's a great. Hey, shout out to my man Prince and Mimi. You know they're expecting a baby coming very soon, so I'm excited for that. I mean, awesome people, awesome people. Yeah. He's Kamai, so you know Kamai Cambodian and. 
Okay. And learning that whole, I didn't even know it was a Kamai. You know, let me let me stop. Let me stop. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is your. No, I know it, it's a lot. It's a lot. Those Asian cultures are very large. Yes. Like in in China, I don't remember the number, and I hate to give like spew numbers just randomly, but in China alone, there's like, I think hundreds of dialects, mm-hmm. and with those dialects come different cultures it comes different foods and all that stuff you know same thing with india there's a ton (laughs) you know so yeah i definitely understand you don't want to it used to be on this continent here you know used to be numerous and thousands of different languages with different tribes and people and cultures but you know we're gonna talk about that another day yeah but but storyline Oh man! Hey, seriously, seriously, we'll touch on that. Um, so we got our last two questions right here. Last two questions. What's your and they kind of they kind of go hand in hand with one another. So I don't know which one I'm gonna ask first, but I'm gonna ask this one. So, what is your purpose in your culture? So traditionally. And this goes back to the first thing I thought of was that whole domestication conversation we had earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, because of my the way my culture is, even though, yes, it is modern, I am modern, it is very traditional, right? There's certain aspects of it that, that's very traditional. So the traditional purpose I would have in my culture is to marry and have children. That's that purpose right if i was still in trinidad i honestly probably would have been married with kids already i mean i've done the marriage part but that didn't work out (laughs) but i would have you know i would have done the marriage and the kids part by now yeah yeah yeah. um but like i said life happens that's not the path will i get there i would love to will i i don't know but traditionally, that's that's the purpose I would have had. Mm. Thank you. And last question. Mm-hmm. How would you want people to remember you? Before I answer that, um, I don't want a traditional funeral. This is the prelude into that question, which I'll probably have to ask you to repeat. But I don't want a traditional funeral. I, I don't. I do want a viewing. Um but I do want to be cremated but I do not want a single person to wear black if anything I want to be the only person wearing black at my funeral um if a lot of people who know me I don't own a lot of black items unless it's like fabric clothing like pants or shirts but shoes jackets bags I don't own a lot of things that's black right so that's the first reason why I don't want y'all wearing black in my funeral, right? Secondly, I don't want people to remember me with with sadness. I don't want them to associate my life with sadness because as we've, I've already expressed multiple times, I've dealt with grief, like losing friends, you know what I mean? And I want to do whatever I can to not make that process so difficult for them, yeah. right? I, you know, I, I'm always laughing and smiling and joking with people, you know, 
to the point where I think people don't take me seriously because of how much I laugh and smile, <laughs> you know? So I don't want people to remember me in a way that doesn't make them laugh or smile the way I would have made them laugh or smile. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's the best way I can answer that. And I think I did answer it, right? I think Definitely. I did. <laughs> I think that was beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Astra. Parenthes- yeah. Parentheses, Angel, a.k.a. Okay. Angel. <laughs> so, congratulations. You just completed your first. Because People say they want to come back, but you just completed the makings of Astra. How do you feel? I feel good. It wasn't, I didn't know what to expect, which is always a good thing, because you become pleasantly surprised. Yes. But yeah, you definitely stumped me with that question i keep forgetting what it is but you stumped me a few times um when did you realize you were different yes you stumped me a few times that one i i made it known that you stumped me you stumped me with like one or two other ones but i i recovered quickly (laughs) but once again but these are questions i love to hear from my my guests and from more hope more people because these things hopefully we get to have these discussions so when people are worried like who is this woman on doing all these crazy <laughs> tweets well let's get to know her <laughs> yeah yeah well that's a whole different side of me but you know hey but it, it's still you it's still you it, it still is yes yeah. it is so yeah if you're trying to be found where can the people find you at the current time in where would Twitter? I guess because what's your Twitter handle? That's what I say. Toss your stuff, shot your stuff. If you want to shout it out, that's what I always say. Well, no, I don't think so because I'm not as active as I once was. So I'm, I'm gonna hold off. If we do this again, and we probably we will, probably will, I'll shout it out then because I think you know maybe it'll be better then <laughs> if you down you willing to come back because i have some topics we could be touching on in season four but or in season five it's so i'm i'm so excited and this has been an absolute pleasure right here thank you so much yeah. angel um once again y'all i am mr d713 or drake with everything culture the podcast for all cultures the podcast for the purpose you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Tumblr. You can find us on TikTok. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us anywhere you want to listen to a podcast at Everything Culture. On Twitter, we're every THG Culture, but you'll recognize this, that it's us. As well as you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can watch us on YouTube. But you also can go to our website at www.everythingculture.com com. You can become a member on that website as well as you can buy some merchandise. We have a lot of things coming up in the near future, so make sure to stay tuned and continue to check us out. Once again, we want to give Angel uh, Astra another thank you and appreciation. This means a lot. We've been talking about it for some time, but we made it happen. So, you know, I wish you all the best. We look forward to seeing y'all and hearing from y'all in the future. Thank you so much and peace good people it's your host drake the mr d713 with everything culture just letting you know thank you thank you for listening to another episode of the makers of you we greatly appreciate your support we look forward to more support in season four 
Make sure you check out www.everythingculture.com for our new merchandise, as well as check out all of our social media sites from Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and IG. We're all over. We greatly appreciate your support, and we we'll look forward to seeing y'all in the next episode. Peace.